Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. I was in elementary school when Jimmy Carter was president, but even as young as I was, I considered Carter as one of the worst presidents to ever take office. <laughs> I, I mean, who thinks that 20% mortgage rates are good for the economy? <laughs> but, but the State of the Union address given by Joe Biden just highlighted how bad a president he really is. I'm not just talking about the many gaffes that he made during the speech. I'm talking about the substance of it. It was one of the least watched State of the Union addresses in in recent times. So let me just highlight a few takeaways from Tuesday night. Besides telling businesses that they need to charge less for their stuff to fight inflation, uh, at at the same time, the government makes, you know, expenses um, higher for them, like wages and taxes and, and fuel and things like that. Here... Uh, is an opinion piece by David N. Bossi. And he says, President Joe Biden delivered his first State of the Union address before a joint session of Congress on Tuesday night. The speech came at a moment when State of the Union hasn't been this bad since President Jimmy Carter delivered his last State of the Union address in January of 1980. At that time, America was dealing with the Iranian hostage crisis, uh, suffocating inflation, energy shortages, and the uncertain feeling of malaise in the air. The Soviet Union had also just uh, invaded Afghanistan the previous month, and it seems that the more things change, the more they stay the same. In fact, Biden's speech and, and Carter's remarks more than four decades ago could almost be used interchangeably. So takeaway number one, weakness is still the key word. In President Carter's address, he stated, quote, but now the Soviet Union has taken a radical and an aggressive new step. It's using its great military power against a relatively defenseless nation. The implications of the Soviet Union invasion of Afghanistan could pose the most serious threat to the peace since the Second World War, unquote. Carter wasn't wrong in his description, and the politicians and experts making similar claims about Russia's current invasion of of, uh, Ukraine aren't really wrong either. However, what can't be ignored is that the reasons for the invasion of Afghanistan in 1979 and Ukraine this year are the same. It all comes back to weakness in the Oval Office. By the time the Soviet tanks rolled into Kabul 42 years ago, Jimmy Carter's reputation as a weak leader had been well established, and the communists in Moscow took full advantage of it. Over the past year, President Biden has cemented an eerily similar image, and that has yielded, well, yeah, the same results. <laughs> Liberty in retreat. So takeaway number two, the, the peace through strength do- doctrine works. 
Biden's refusal to get tough with China in the tradition of the Trump America First agenda, along with his um, incompetent and impeachable withdrawal from from Afghanistan, have emboldened Russia's um, President Vladimir Putin. Uh, Dictators like Putin only understand strength. And with the uh, absence of strength coming from the current American president, there's no deterrent to the thugs of the world who wish to do evil things. Moreover, we're also seeing that NATO and the United Nations are only as strong as whoever is sitting behind the resolute desk. A peace through strength foreign policy helped propel both Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump to the presidency and put our adversaries on notice. Well, conversely, Carter and Biden's complete inability to project strength through uh, America as a um, is is at a severe disadvantage here is basically what I'm trying to say. At this precarious moment for America and the world, mean tweets from a political outsider from New York don't seem really all that bad now, do they? (laughs) Takeaway number three, pivoting to foreign policy won't work. When Jimmy Carter was about to leave office in December of of 1980. His approval rating stood at 34%, and his presidency was viewed by many as a dismal failure. Similarly, the first year of Biden's presidency was a failure across the board. President Biden's uh, irresponsible and and radical leftist policies created a border crisis, a a crime crisis, uh, a inflation crisis and an Afghanistan crisis. That's why his approval ratings, uh, it's it's locked in at a dangerously low 37%, not that far off. In his address to the nation on Tuesday night, Biden's feeble attempt to rally Americans around the presidency that's that's in free fall by by focusing on, on defending freedom and democracy abroad, will come up short because he's lost all credibility on the issue already. So it's, it's just not going to work. Look no further than the fact that Biden is pulling underwater on foreign policy matters with 38% of Americans approving of his leadership and 58 disapproving. The American people will never forget how Biden broke his promise and left Americans behind on the battlefield of Afghanistan in 2021. They'll never forget that. Now, takeaway number four, Trump was right on energy policy and Biden is wrong. In his January 1980 address to the nation, President Carter said that, quote, the crisis in Iran and Afghanistan have dramatized a very important lesson. Our excessive dependence on foreign oil is a clear and present danger to our nation's security, unquote. Now, President Trump, he understood this and successfully made America energy independent by unleashing our abundant domestic energy resources. As soon as Joe Biden took office, I mean, we're talking literally the same day 
that he took office. He caved to the radical left-wing special interests in his, in his party and made our country once again dependent on foreign energy. Now, instead of admitting his mistake and adopting the successful Trump energy policy for the sake of national security, Biden remains boxed in by his socialist base, and the U.S. will continue to buy oil from Russia while lining Putin's corrupt pockets. Right now, there, if a bill went to the floor uh, of Congress to stop buying oil from Russia and to uh, basically make up for that with our own oil reserves, that, that bill would pass with 75 votes. There's n- the, the only thing stopping it right now is Biden. So takeaway number five, under Biden, America is not strong. Jimmy Carter wasn't a successful president, but he gave it straight to America to the American people. In his last State of the Union speech, he told the American people that the quote last few months has not been as an easy time for any of us unquote. While President Carter didn't know how to solve our problems, he didn't gloss over them either though. And President Biden, by contrast, is addicted to telling Americans the lie that his economic and foreign policies are are working and that they're making progress. <laughs> That's just not true. Biden has no answer for record inflation or the skyrocketing gas prices that are crushing hardworking American taxpayers. After a year of out-of-control spending, no one believes that Biden's policies will cut the deficit or even growing $30 trillion national debt. Biden also made clear that his COVID-19 policy was, well, dictated by politics all along and not by science. History will remember that when it was time to choose between power and science, Democrats chose power. But people see that the sudden shift to a post-COVID you know, mentality is all about the Democrats trying to fight off the upcoming GOP tidal wave in, in the 2022 midterm elections. And, and, and in his opinion piece, Ben Shapiro gives his response to Biden's State of the Union speech. And I really like how he puts this. He says, ladies and gentlemen, we gather here tonight to mourn the state of our nation because the state of our nation is pathetic. <laughs> and it is pathetic in the main, because of, pre- of the president of the United States. As it turns out, we all should have listened to Barack Obama. <laughs> Go figure, right? In 2020, former President Obama said something simple yet profound about his former vice president, a man that he labeled his brother. He said, quote, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up, unquote. <laughs> Barack Obama was right. I mean, Joe Biden came into office on the wings of eagles. He was handed a working vaccine and a distribution plan for that vaccine. He was handed an economy that had been placed into an artificial coma in order to prevent the spread of COVID, but that was about to rebound and and rebound to record growth rates. He was handed a stable foreign policy. And he had been blessed with the unending bounty of a 
sycophantic media coverage, welcoming him into the Oval Office with an approval rating of nearly 56%. What did he do with these advantages? He presided over perhaps the worst first 14 months of any presidency since the Civil War. And unlike Abraham Lincoln, our our current crisis is entirely of Joe Biden's making. On issue after issue, Joe Biden is not merely wrong. He is aggressively wrong. He is not merely foolish. He is stubbornly foolish. Joe Biden became president with one goal, to enshrine himself in history as a great leader. Today, we can safely say that he is one of the worst leaders in American history. On foreign policy, Joe Biden has made America a laughingstock. Our enemies don't respect us. They don't fear us. They laugh at us. Biden promised stability. He promised that he would be the adult in the room. Instead, he has acted like a toddler, whining and mewling and throwing tantrums and and then in the end capitulating. And he he precipitously withdrew from Afghanistan for no apparent reason and with no actual strategy destroying a country for which America had expended thousands of lives and, and and trillions of dollars by handing it over to a group of 8th century radical Islamic barbarians. Those barbarians promptly blew up 13 American service members. And, and in retaliation, Joe Biden's Reaper drones, they eviscerated an, an, an innocent family, including seven children. Now, millions will starve, thousands will be sold into sex slavery, and terror groups, well, they reconstitute on the very soil from which the attacks of September 11th were launched, and thousands of Americans were left behind to suffer under the Taliban. Joe Biden cut off the Keystone XL pipeline and greenlit the Russian Nord Stream 2 pipeline, enriching Vladimir Putin and destroying America's energy independence. Then he proceeded to, to futz about uh, uselessly as, as, as Putin prepared and, and launched a full-scale invasion of Ukraine, all of which paves the way for a Chinese attack on Taiwan and more aggressive Chinese moves in the South China Sea. And when it comes to our own borders, Joe Biden has ushered in the greatest wave of illegal immigration in modern history. In his five-year, first year, I'm sorry, in his first year, Joe Biden's administration has on was on track for two million border apprehensions. Two million. The reason is clear: illegal immigrants have been openly telling media members they're here because they believe Joe Biden will welcome them. Meanwhile, on our northern border, Joe Biden has stood as solidly as he can with Justin Trudeau as, as, he, as he claimed energy powers to, to crush 
he, he claimed emergency powers to crush freedom in Canada. But at least Joe Biden has, has brought transgenderism and, and diversity and equity and inclusion to the Defense Department. Don't you feel safer already? On the economy, Joe Biden has somehow turned a historic recovery into a chaotic nightmare. For four decades, inflation has not been a a persistent problem in American life. Today, inflation rates are running at four-decade highs thanks to his socialist spending plans and ridiculous regulations. Wage gains have been erased. Gas prices are... (laughs) are emptying wallets and, and and the hundreds and of thousands of small businesses that went dark thanks to the democratic induced lockdown policies will never come back erasing the life savings the dreams and and the jobs of millions of Americans we faced we face future stagnation thanks to our unsustainable 30 trillion dollar national debt Joe Biden blames supply chain problems, of course. But at least Joe Biden's transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, has been on on the case, right? I mean, when he's not taking two months off for paternity leave while nobody in the media seemed to care. On crime, Joe Biden has consistently cited against police and with those who would make their job harder. He has unleashed his Department of Justice on police departments all over the country. Uh, And innocent Americans, many of them black, have paid for his soft on crime policies with their lives. A a dozen major cities have recorded the highest numbers of homicides ever in the United States. But at least his, his vice president did help bail Black Lives Matter rioters out of prison. And then there's our society. Joe Biden has made nearly every aspect of our society worse. Joe Biden promised America unity when he entered his office. Instead, he labeled his fellow Americans enemies. He encouraged businesses to to bar the unvaccinated, even those with natural immunity from public spaces. Then he sought to have them fired from their jobs in mass in in the single largest executive overreach in modern American history. Joe Biden treated political uh, dissenters as scum of the earth. Biden said to those who didn't agree with his plans to federalize voting procedures uh, were aligned with with Jim Crow and, and, and the Confederacy. Biden's Justice Department cracked down on parents after being encouraged to do so by the National School Board Association, which encouraged the DOJ to treat parents as domestic terrorists for opposing the indoctrination of their children in radical gender and and race theory, for, for, for simply wanting to determine how their kids were educated. Joe Biden's administration slurred traditionally moral Americans as retrograde bigots, for the great sin of believing that men and women are, are different, that men are men and women are women. Joe Biden's White House encouraged social media to shut down critics for 
quote, misinformation, unquote, and defined what misinformation was as anything the White House didn't like. And when he and when his lackeys said he was he, he was doing this, he, that their their um, their response to that was that they were doing it in defense of the science. As it turns out, Joe Biden is not merely a brutal failure of a president. He is an aspiring tyrant held back only by the strength of our constitutional structure, a structure he now wishes to overthrow by thrashing the filibuster, by issuing unconstitutional executive orders, and at least threatening to pack the Supreme Court. And, of course, Joe Biden is a liar. And he doesn't he doesn't lie as well as he used to. I mean, he's he's no longer capable of of speaking smoothly and coherently, but if a man spends a lifetime lying, he's not going to start telling the truth when he enters his his, his eighth decade. Tonight, Joe Biden lied and lied and lied to you. That During that speech, he just simply lied over and over and over again. For example, Joe Biden told you that his plan to fight uh, inflation will lower your cost and lower the deficit. That's what he said. He said he would lower inflation by pouring more cash into the economy on top of the trillions that he's already spent while we are $30 trillion in debt. That is an insane lie. Build Back Better would, according to the Congressional Budget Office, increase the federal budget deficit by $3 trillion over the next 10 years. And if all Biden's proposed temporary programs became permanent, which is, of course, what he wants, and, and that, that, that's what would be the least of what we would see. And pouring the gasoline of government spending onto the raging fire of inflation is a perfect way to increase costs. Only a fool would propose that. Maybe that's why Joe Biden was telling you until the the last five minutes that inflation would just simply be temporary. And Joe Biden told you that his American Rescue Plan, his massive boondoggle stimulus plan, quote, created jobs, lots of jobs, he said. He said he he created 6.5 million jobs And that is another lie. There is no evidence Biden's spending produced one job. Nonpartisan projections for job growth in 2021, not including that American Rescue Plan, showed higher job growth than Biden produced. Joe Biden said, quote, we prepared extensively, unquote, for the Russian invasion of Ukraine. That, That just was untrue. We were just manifestly unprepared. We re, uh, reacted as, as the rest of the world did and, and, and what they should have. But had Joe Biden prepared, perhaps he, he could have helped deter Russia's invasion rather than encouraging Putin's miscalculation. Joe Biden also told you in his speech that Corporations and the wealthiest Americans 
aren't paying their fair share of taxes. That, again, is a lie. The highest income Americans pay nearly all net income taxes after government benefits in the United States. That is just simply the facts. Joe Biden said that inflation could be blamed on exploitation by the corporations. Of course, another lie. Inflation is a monetary phenomenon. Corporations didn't get more greedy last year. Joe Biden just became president. (laughs) And Joe Biden said that we will never just accept living with COVID-19. Another lie. Most Americans have been living free since vaccines became available. Only Democratic panicked mongering uh, has, has prevented more Americans from doing the same not COVID itself. Joe Biden said in his speech that the right to vote is under assault. Another lie. Widespread voter suppression is not an issue in the United States. Joe Biden simply means he wants to rig the voting rules the way he prefers. Lie after lie after lie. Enough. Enough of Joe Biden. Enough of this bizarrely incompetent vice president who has has failed upward into every job that she has ever held and who can't seem to keep a straight face when asked a straight question. Enough of his Senate majority leader who spends more time worrying about being primaried by an Instagram communist than, than worrying about passing solid bipartisan legislation. Enough of his Speaker of the House, who kneels in, in Kente cloth in, in the Capitol Rotunda to protest a, a America's supposed racism, and then goes home and eats gelato in, in front of her you know, sub-zero fridge as, as businesses are forced into bankruptcy by her preferred policies. America deserves better. America deserves a president who sides with parents rather than corrupt teachers unions that shut down schools and mass toddlers and indoctrinate kids into the perverse lies of gender theory and the overt bigotry of of critical race theory. America deserves a president who sides with police who protect law-abiding citizens rather than the criminals who target them or the Black Lives Matter radicals who slander, slander America as systematically racist while pocketing tens of millions in cash. America deserves a president who sides with innovators rather than the jealous you know, plutocrats who seek to steal wealth they never created and, and use it to pay off their friends. America deserves a president who sides with freedom of speech rather than demanding that social media companies crack down on everything that he doesn't like. America deserves a president who sides with the blue-collar workers who pay his salary, not the blue check marks on Twitter. America deserves a president who sides with those who take their families to church every Sunday, not those who pledge to blot out our shared Judeo-Christian heritage from the public life. America deserves a president who sides with America's allies rather than surrendering to American enemies. 
America deserves a president who sides with the Constitution rather than seeking to rewrite it and push forward his bureaucratic tyranny. We are more than a year into Joe Biden's presidency. That year is an unblemished record of failure. It's an unblemished record of viciousness, and it's an unblemished record of lies. Too many Americans have been told by the radical left and its it, it's it's com- compliant lackeys in the in the media that America is rooted in racism and bigotry, that freedom is dangerous, that if we listen to the experts and and delegate control of our lives to them, then all will be all will be well. Too many Americans listened, and so we are in the midst of a great American decline. But that decline is reversible, and it starts now. Attend your local school board meetings. Demand an end to the radical indoctrination of your children. Join campaigns in your cities and states for candidates who care about your rights. Vote Joe Biden's enablers out of Congress and the Senate in November. And then vote Joe Biden out of office in 2024. The great American renewal begins when their control of America and American lives ends. Now, you may agree with this and and you may disagree with all this. There may be parts of this that maybe you agree with and other parts you don't. I, I just definitely love to hear from you on it because it is definitely something that this whole speech highlighted just how bad this president is. And if you would like to have that conversation, please, please get a hold of us at uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.